0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Excel Beyond Excellence podcast. I'm your girl, and thank you for joining the community today. Thank you for listening and and tuning into this episode. And thank you for your support throughout all these episodes. You literally give me motivation to keep on going so thank you thank you so much please do continue to share continue to you know leave a rating leave a review share it you know with your friends with your loved ones because you know at the end of the day um there is so much I can do and there's so much I can talk but essentially if you are enjoying it and not sharing it then it's not going out you know the way it can bless people so please be kind enough to share and I love it when you you are listening and you tag me or you tag the EBE page I just love it so much it's so encouraging so thank you if you have been doing that God bless you so much Um, I see you and I really really appreciate the love that you guys have been showing me throughout the past few months. It makes this so much more enjoyable and um, today I'm coming to speak to you about the life lessons of the richest man who ever lived. Now in this day and age if he was to be living right now he would be you know a billionaire of our time. Um, You would be like who's Bill Gates? Who's Elon Musk? Like this man had wealth. He had wealth. He was wealthy. He had everything at his disposal. He most importantly had God throughout his life. And he was someone that we can literally glean on. And this man is none other than Solomon. Now, no, it's not your uncle Solomon. It's not your friend. It's not someone you went to university with. This is Solomon from the Bible, the man of wisdom, the man who you know, wrote Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, and just oozed wisdom. This man was a man that just, for those who don't know, he was David's son, and he became king after his dad, etc., etc. And he was called to rule. You know, be a king over a place and of people. Now it came to a place where, um, when he became king, he wanted to build a temple for God and this was actually something that had been put on his heart because his father was supposed to do it so David was supposed to build this temple for God but God saw the intentions of David but said you know what Um, I I can see how much you love me I can see that you have the resources and you've gathered everything to build for me but you have too much blood on your hands and for that reason you cannot build this temple however your son that is going to come and rule he will be the one that will build so Um, This is a message in itself, but the fact that God laid it on his heart, what Solomon did was he was about his father's business. What God had laid on his heart is what he sought to do. But one thing that, you know, Solomon is so known for is because of his wisdom and that because of his wisdom, he became the richest man. And if we are to compare it to today's age, he would have been the richest man that ever lived. And that is why this episode is titled The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. And there is so much that we can learn. It's actually a book that I read. So yes, you can find the life of Solomon in Ecclesiastes, Proverbs. You can um, find his life in Chronicles, in Kings. I think it's First Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Um, You can read so much about his life. So that's what I did. And then I also supplemented it with a book called The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. So yeah, that's where I got these takeaways from. But there was so much more that I could, Take away from that, but um, the first few that came to mind is what we are going to be discussing today so the key thing that I loved about his life wasn't that there was a focus on money um, which is usually the connotations of rich but it focuses on the all-around success with you know people and business and just wisdom what the power of wisdom can actually bring about in your life and this is what made me take into his life so well because it wasn't just about material possessions that he had but and Understanding that his life was rich in so many ways. Right. And if we are speaking about the richest people in this world, um, obviously I don't know them, but from afar, what you can real what you do tend to realize is that if you were to take the money away, there wouldn't be much left you know, in terms of substance, there wouldn't be much left in terms of understanding purpose or just anything that they have to offer. Um, anything that they have is usually as a result of the money, um, because they went into business and, you know, it it hit and they blew up and things like that, which is fine. Um, but one thing that, that obviously makes, um, Solomon stands out is the fact that he had wisdom he was a man of wisdom and um, when he became king and he he offered you know sacrifices unto God and that caught the attention of God, right? And God actually asked him, you know, Solomon, you've done this X, Y, and Z for me. What is it that you want? Because you've caught my attention. And one thing that was so profound that he said was that he wanted wisdom. Now, how many of us, if someone had given us a blank check, yeah, would, you know, say something that, you know, would be life changing, you know, we would be saying we want millions, we want billions, we want houses, we want cars, you know, we, or we can be selfish and say we want influence. Um, We want to be, you know, well known, we want to be renowned, we want to be a, a person of prominence, which is fine, it's good, there's nothing wrong to desire that. But one thing that I believe that Solomon um, cracked the code on was the fact that he asked for wisdom. And the Bible says that because he asked for no, like, material possessions or anything that God gave him wisdom but alongside that he also gave him everything else such as you know possessions ma- um finances money people resources God gave him all of that because he sought for one thing which was the principal thing you know the bible says that wisdom is the principal thing so in all you're getting and everything that you're getting from life you know money and everything else make sure that you are getting wisdom so I think I have about four key takeaways that I want to go through and these are the things that I personally wanted to implement in my life. Some of the things I'm already doing but just something that I want to share with you that I believe will also help you and aid you navigate this life and navigate this journey that we're on together. The first thing that I realized is that we need God. You know when we go back to the first three you know foundational um, anchors of EBE, one of that is your faith. Faith is such an important thing that we need and you need to realize that independence from God will always, you know, birth a tragedy because anything outside of God, anything that we build outside of God is honestly meaningless and it's tragic because we would have done everything and done, you know, things that we thought would have been good, would have been effective, would be pleasing, will actually be something that is so unfulfilling And something that when if we look at the life of Solomon, he offered sacrifices to God because he knew that he needed something extraordinary. He knew that there was a call upon his life that needed an input, needed the influence of God. Otherwise, he would not have been able to achieve that. And so he knew that he could not live this independent lifestyle from God. But he needed this, um, he needed to partner with God in order to be able to achieve what was laid on his heart to do to think that the temple that needed to be built had to be done by him. Where was he going to start from? You know, he's thinking, this is my father's vision. Um, this is something he's, my father spoke to God about. How can I achieve this? But he knew that he had to go to the source and he had to go to the creator. And that is something that we have to do. You know, we've spoken about purpose, like purpose is so important. And we need to realize that the the source, the great architect of our life is God. And so it's only right, it's only befitting that we go back to him and partner with him in life's journey so that we can achieve, you know, everything that we need to achieve, whether it's, you know, our personal life, whether it's a passion project, whether it's um a side hustle, a business, we need to partner with God and we need to realize the importance of partnering with God. The second thing um, is that Solomon was classified what you would deem as an uncommon achiever because he partnered with an uncommon God. That's something that I want you to ponder over. He was an uncommon achiever because he partnered with an uncommon God. If we want to do something uncommon, we need to partner with the God that does things that are uncommon. You know, right from the start, you know, he felt the impression of his heart to build the temple for God, which he did so meticulously, but he knew that he needed to partner with an uncommon God to become an uncommon achiever. You know, it's easy for us to do things that everybody else is doing, but we will not become extraordinary. We will not be able to take extraordinary strides if we are not walking with the extraordinary God. And so I want you to understand that from the life of Solomon, he was an uncommon achiever. The things that he did it is hard to say that anybody else did the things that he did um so easily so meticulously you know so perfectly because he partnered with the perfect god and so partnership is so important in this journey we we yes we don't have to necessarily um consult everybody and and bring the whole tribe which i'm going to come to but one thing that we know we need is god because out of him is where wisdom comes from And then the third point was that he was such a meticulous planner. You know, when he partnered with God to build, he made sure he planned everything to the very last detail. And this was also, you know, through his um, his father, David, he made sure that he had all the resources available, but he also made sure that everything was planned. And that's something that we can actually take away from um, the life of Solomon is that to be effective, to walk and do the things effectively, we need to be able to plan. You know, there's a saying that if you fail to plan, you you plan to fail, or something like that. It's literally that anybody who does not plan is basically someone who goes through life just willingly uh, and just is tossed by the wind. You know, oh, yes, I, I have a desire to do this, but how are you going to do this? I have a desire to get to um, point x by so so and so okay but how are you going to do this and a lot of us have the ideas we have the desires but we don't have the how and something that we see from um Solomon is that he was such a great planner and because he was such a great planner he was able to effectively convey his plans to the thousands of workers that he had under him so let's say he has this great corporation yeah, so bringing it back to today's age, he is the CEO of a great big corporations that has over thousands of employers. Imagine if he just woke up and... You know his board of directors come to him and say, okay, what is the, the vision? What is the plan? And he's just like, you know what? I don't know. We're just going to take it as it comes. No, that would have reflected on him as such a bad leader. And it would have also impacted his business. He wouldn't even have the amount of workers that he had around him. And the fact that he was such a great planner, he was able to, you know, carefully tell his team and delegate responsibilities because the people understood the vision he had and were able to run with it. You know, the the, the Bible says in Habakkuk that we are to write our visions and make it plain so that we can run with it. And so it's important that not only do we write our visions and our purpose and our plans that we want to achieve but it's not just for us but so that others can also join our journey and run with it how many times do we pray for destiny helpers you know just meet that one network that one person that we can meet that can you know change our lives and that can turn things that are not so well into you know pleasantry how many of us are like constantly praying for destiny helpers. But sometimes the reason why our destiny helpers haven't even come along the journey is because we don't even know where we are directing. We don't even know where we are going. Why don't we know where we are going? Because we haven't made plans for it. And that's something that we take from the life of Solomon, that he planned everything to even to the very last detail. So when it came to labor, he knew how to go about it. When it came to resources, he knew how to go about it. When it it came to relationships, he knew how to go about it. And he was able to maneuver it. And that is a perfect segue to my fourth point. And my last point, which is that he valued relationship. He valued relationships. You know, a wise person said that life is a collection of relationships. And anyone that says that they don't need anybody is a liar. And I'm not personally calling anybody a liar when you say, you know, you don't need anybody. But it's usually from a place of hurt rather than from a place of wanting to build. Because our life is a Collection of relationships, you know, right from our family to our friends to education to Even just going from our day-to-day life, we go to the shops and there is someone serving us. We go to the shops and someone is restocking shelves so that we can get what we need to get with ease. These are because of relationships that sometimes we may not, you know, like a particular person or a particular group because they're challenging us to the core. But these are the kind of relationships that we are to value because they bring the best out of us. And anybody who says that, you know, they don't need relationships they're good all by themselves it's fine but if you're someone that wants to build something that has longevity and that is still standing, even after the fact that you stop doing it or after the fact that you leave, then it's based on the collection of relationship. So from our jobs to, you know, going to the shops, to going to airport and things like that, we encounter people that help us make our journey and our lives so much more easier and so much more durable because they are helpers along the way. And sometimes we are praying for destiny helpers, but we we forget the ones that are already around us. We forget the ones that are already serving us in a way that maybe if you shift your perspective, you will be able to identify that they are actually serving us for the greater good because they're bringing their best out of us. Whether it's, it's something so small that will make our life so much more easier, it is being done. And so you are to value, value, value the relationship that you have around you. And it is in valuing these relationships that you're cultivating good relationships and that God will begin to bring people your way that can also help you to the next level. Sometimes the reason why we're not even going into the next level of our breakthrough is because we haven't been able to effectively um, appreciate the relationships that we have around us now. And so, Sometimes our friends can frustrate us to the point that, you know, you're you're desiring new friends or you're thinking, oh, why am I not meeting new people? Why am I, you know, not meeting people that can take me to the next level? But it's what are you doing with the ones that you have now? How are you pouring in and how are they pouring into you because no man is an island and no man can do everything by themselves. So it's important to value and maintain healthy relationships. And what you value is something that you will pour into. It's something that you will maintain. It's something that you will be conscious and Put in effort. There's some friendships that you're not putting effort in, you're not watering, but what you truly value, you begin to water. And that's when you begin to water these relationships, you get the best out of it. You know, I know we're not speaking about marriage, but there's something that I've heard about marriages is that once you, you need to, you know, water your marriage so that you can get the best out of it. And it's the same way I see it with any relationship, whether it's at the workplace, whether it's um within your friendship circle, whether it's even your bus driver, it's the acts of kindness, it's the acts of service, it's the things that you do to make someone's life easier. Because it's not just one way. Sometimes we're thinking, what can someone do for me? But also, what can you do for that person? There's a lot of friendships that are, you know, just a one-way street. And that's something that I especially this year, I've I've made this conscious effort and I am still trying. So if any of my friends are listening, I am trying. But to make conscious efforts to water the friendships and, and to put effort in it and to cultivate and to maintain these healthy relationships, having healthy conversations, you know, because that is the way that you're also able to comfortably share your vision and share your passions and share your desires. And they can help you keep you accountable and get you there. And that's something that's so Solomon actually definitely had because he had thousands of workers. And if he wasn't someone that valued relationships, I think people, a lot of people would have quit you know the first week for working for him they would have quit you know a month in because you know the manual labor that he's making them do is too much but i feel like he had this culture of good relationships because he was able to convey his purpose and his plans for what he wanted to build that he was thinking about the bigger picture of what he was building which was the temple in his case but to bring it into, you know, our world now, he was building one of the biggest or largest corporations that ever existed. And so he was valuing, also valuing the relationship because had it been left to him alone, he would not have been able to build this temple and not even as quick as he did. I believe he built this temple um in seven years. Now, going back to all the four points, do you think that he would have been able to build this temple, this massive temple, if he um, went ahead without the wisdom of God, if you went ahead without partnering with God, if you went ahead without Point number two was partnering with the uncommon God. If he wasn't a meticulous planner that, you know, ensured that he followed the plan detail by detail, if he didn't convey his plans to people so that they could effectively um, aid him into building what God had called him to build, if he had not valued the relationships and the people that came at his rescue to help him build, then these things would not have been, Accomplished. So these are just a few things that I learned from Solomon that I, you know, begin to implement in my own life. You know, to make my vision so plain. Like if someone says to you, "What is your mission statement?" You know, if you have a side hustle or something, what is your mission statement? And for a second, I even with thinking about EBE, I was like, I mean, I've written it, but it doesn't roll off my tongue. But then you have to come to a place where your your vision is so imprinted in your heart that when someone asks, okay, what is EBE? I can, you know, freely say that I am here to, you know, aid, you know, this generation and the upcoming generation to be in the pursuit of the betterment of their future, be it personal development and personal finance and faith being our anchor. You know, I can, it can now roll off my tongue because I know the vision so well and it, God, by his grace, has given me these resources and he continues to give me the resources to do these things. And I am valuing every relationship that is in my way right now. That whether it's temporary, whether it's for the long term, I am making a conscious effort to value these relationships and these friendships. Um, Whether it's business relationships or whether it's, you know, work relationships. Yes, yeah, sometimes these things also matter because they shape us. And also, one thing that I want to implement myself that I want to challenge you to do as well is to keep a schedule and keep it moving at all times because when we want to do these things it's easy to plan it's easy to say yes um, this is what I want to do Solomon could have said yeah guys I want to build this temple in seven years but I think it was easy for him to do that because not only did he have a plan but he had a community of people to do that so that is one thing that I want to take away as well. The other thing that I want to take away and also challenge you to take away as well is that to be a generational thinker. The fact that Solomon was building a temple that was basically impressed on his heart from his father's generation to do it now because he knew that him doing this will also leave a legacy for those to come after him. Nothing that he did, the wisdom that he asked for, the the, the partnering with God that he did, the valuing of the relationships that he had and things like that was not for himself nothing he did was for himself the temple was not for himself if he wanted to worship God I think he could have built a room in his house and just dedicated it to God but he knew that there was more there was more there was more and he had to do these things the wisdom that he asked for was not for himself he didn't ask for lavish cars um, to show off that yes he's the richest man that ever lived but because of the wisdom and because of how he led his people he is now classified as the richest man that ever lived so I just want you to take these few things away and know that someone like Solomon was able to make this great impact because of the wisdom that he had and in everything that we are doing and everything that we are desiring we also need to seek wisdom seek wisdom seek wisdom seek wisdom and everything else that we desire will be added to us so with that being said, I hope that this episode was useful, that you took a thing or two away from the life of Solomon. Um, like I said, it's not your uncle. We're talking about the richest man that ever lived. We're talking about someone who was on par with like Elon Musk, with Bill Gates and all of them man there. All of those billionaires, even the the Asian billionaires that we don't know their names, that but are making hella money. Like, he would have been like the richest man to ever live and he is the richest man that ever lived because this is not a fictitious character but I hope that we take something from his life and that we continue to walk in wisdom that we continue to be meticulous planners and that we continue to partner with an uncommon God because that's where we um, breed uncommon results and un- we become an uncommon achiever so yes thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you for staying true, for staying connected. And I pray that God continues to bless you to live an abundant and a meaningful life. Remember to excel beyond excellence.